It's Dramatic Listening, the podcast where you learn English by listening to radio plays. I'm your host and teacher, Wendy Lambert. Welcome back to Dramatic Listening. This is episode 73, and we're listening to You're Better Off Guilty. Today we're moving on to Act 3, Scenes 1, 2, and 3. So we've only got one more episode after this one. This is the sixth episode of Dramatic Listening that we're spending on this story, and I'm calling this one Time to Confess. We're getting near the end of the story. What do you think will happen? Can you predict? Does the inspector press Ralph once again to confess? Does Ralph finally give in? Or does someone else confess to the crime? Dramatic listening radio plays are serialized. And what I mean by that is I take a radio play and I cut it up into several parts. And then we only cover one part in each episode of Dramatic Listening. So, if this is your first time listening to your Better Off Guilty, then you should go back to episode 68, that's DL068, and start at the beginning of the story. Now, you'll recall in our last episode that Bell, that's Mr. Stratton's secretary, Bell helped Ralph change his image. In today's episode, Bell goes even further and does Ralph a huge favor. But when the murder case gets wrapped up with a confession, Ralph loses all his advantage. We're going to listen shortly, but before we do, let's learn some key words. We've got 28 words to learn in this part of the story. And these words are all posted on Quizlet, so if you're a Chinese speaker, you could be learning these words with English-Chinese flashcards and games at www dramaticlistening.com slash quizlet Q-U-I-Z-L-E-T So, let's get started with our keywords and our first word is guilt. We actually use this word guilt in two different ways. One way is you go to trial in court and they decide whether you are innocent or guilty. So that kind of guilt is your actual actions. You did something wrong, you broke the law, and you have guilt. You're in a state of guilt. But the word we're looking at today is talking about feelings. So your feelings of guilt, a bad feeling that is caused by knowing or thinking that you've done something bad or done something wrong. Chen Jiu, 
or Neijou in Chinese. So this is more psychological. The guilt was too much for her to take, so she finally admitted to doing the crime. Guilt. Word number two, betray. Betray. Now, you might betray a friend and they trusted you, but you tell somebody on them something about what they've done wrong. So you've betrayed their trust. But you can also betray yourself. So your guilty feelings will come out. So this is more like the word reveal. Reveal in Chinese, liu lu. His conniving smile betrayed his true motive. So his true motive was seen, it was understood in his smile. Word number three, burrow. To burrow is to dig your way into the ground, like a little animal might do. Da dong in Chinese. The wolverine can burrow into the ground as fast as a strong man digging with a shovel. Da dong, burrow. Word number four, provided. We often use this with the word that, but you don't have to use that. So provided, make sure you use it with the ed ending, means if. As long as, 只要, or 倘若, in Chinese. I will go this time, provided you go with me next time. Provided. Word number five, constitute. Constitute is a verb. It means form compose, or make up, made up of. Go cheng in Chinese. Your attack on the government building constitutes a betrayal of your country. Constitute. Word number six, dismayed. If you're dismayed, you're disappointed, worried, or upset. Jusang, it's a lot like disappointed. Um, or Xin Huang Yi Luan. He was dismayed when she said no to marrying him. Dismayed. Word number seven, notoriety. Notoriety is a noun, and it's a bad reputation, a bad name. So people know you, you're famous, for bad reasons. Choming, or uming. The gangster's notoriety was well known, and people were afraid of him. Notoriety. Word number eight Research aid. This is a person who helps the main researcher. So they're an assistant researcher. Julie Yan Jiu Yuan. 
the professor gave the time-consuming, repetitive work to his research aide. Research aide. Word number nine, voluptuous. This is an adjective describing a woman who is attractive because of her large hips and large breasts. Feng man rogan in Chinese. Marilyn Monroe was a voluptuous woman that many men fell in love with. Voluptuous. Word number 10, sly. If someone is sly, this is an adjective, they are tricky, crafty, cunning. So you don't really want to do business with a sly businessman. Sly, jiaohua, or youhua. Watch out for that student. He's a sly one who will try to trick you. Sly. Word number 11, cryptic. Cryptic means it's difficult to understand. It's been encrypted, just like you might have your password um, all scrambled, mixed up on the internet as it goes over to the next page. Okay, so a hacker can't break in because it is cryptic. It's difficult to understand. It's seeming to have a hidden meaning. So you might say something that is cryptic, hiding the meaning behind the words you're actually using. So it makes it ambiguous, a little hard to understand. Hui se, or yin mi in Chinese. The kidnap victim spoke to us on the phone. The call was very cryptic. Now it's up to us to figure out what she meant. Cryptic. Word number 12, effective. So it's producing the desired results. Xiao. So if you are sick and you take some medicine, you want it to be effective. And if it is, you will get better because that's the desired result. Effective. Your speech was very effective to change their minds. So a very persuasive speech, that's the result you wanted. So it was very effective when it worked. Effective. Word number 13, promotion. This is a move up in your job position. You're moving up to a higher position. Jinji or Shengzhi. He got the promotion to become the new director. Promotion. Word number 14, match. Match can have many meanings. Uh, here, I'm using it as a verb. So to match something is to, could mean to offer a salary 
equal to the salary offered by the competition. So, in this sense of the word match, we could translate it as D or Chu Jia Tong Yang De Xin Shui. If you donate $100, a secret donor will match that amount. Match. Word number 15 Marvelous. Marvelous, an adjective that means extremely good or enjoyable. Qi Miao. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you are having a marvelous time at our show tonight. Marvelous. Word number 11. Off the record. If something is off the record, it's unofficial. It's information that was given in an interview, but it cannot be published or shared with anyone in any way. So in Chinese, we could translate that as si di xia, or fei zheng shi qie bu bian gong kai de. Okay, off the record. Do you think he did it? Off the record. Moving on to words that are used in Act 3, Scene 3. Word number 17 is a phrase, up in the air. Now, some things are literally up in the air, like an airplane might be up in the air. But here we have a figurative meaning, a secondary meaning. So up in the air means something is undecided. It's unresolved. I haven't decided yet. It's up in the air. In Chinese, Wei Ding or Xuan Er Bu Where and when to move is still up in the air. We haven't decided yet. Up in the air. Word number 18, another phrase, rather idiomatic. Fall into the groove. This is to pass into a state of doing something well and easily because you've caught the hang of it. You've done it so many times that it becomes easy. Fall into the groove. Uh, fall into place would be another way to say fall into the groove. So things just fall into place. Everything is working out. Another slightly different meaning of fall into the groove. So if you've learned something well through repetition, uh, this would be Xu Xi Mo Wu de Yongfa or Zhang Wo Zuo Mo Shi de Fangfa. So learning to dance is not so hard as long as you fall into the groove. Word number 19, obscure. If something or someone is obscure, they're not well known. They're not known to most people. 
mo mo wu wen or wu ming. Knowledge about the Voynich manuscript is obscure, as most people have never heard of it. Obscure. Word number 20, clerk. A clerk is an office worker. Wen shu ren yuan or zhi yuan. You can pay the sales clerk over there by the door. Clerk. Word number 21 is executive. An executive is a high-level manager. Gao guan in Chinese. The oil executive got a huge bonus this year. Executive. Word number 22, frequent. Frequent. Here we're using this word as a verb. So to frequent a place means to go to that place often. Changdao or Changchu. Even Shichang Churuyu. Do you frequent the pubs in your neighborhood? Frequent. Word number 23 Executive Secretary. So this is a secretary having administrative duties. Zhixing Mi Shu. The executive secretary is the real brains of the company. Executive secretary. Word number 24. Taxpayer. This is the person who has to pay a small percentage of their income back to the government. Na Ren. Every citizen in the country should be a responsible taxpayer to support public services. Taxpayer. Word number 25. An idiomatic phrase, go over the same old ground. If you go over the same old ground, it means you're talking about something that you've already discussed before. In fact, probably many times before. Shun Yue Yijing Kangwoda or Jiu Shi Chong Tan or even Jiu Shi Chong Ti. I know we keep going over the same old ground on this issue, but we still have yet to agree on it. Going over the same old ground. Word number 26, a similar idiom, same kind of metaphor at least, breaking some new ground. Breaking some new ground means to open up, to develop something new, just like you would have to break the ground and plow it up to plant something or break the ground to start digging and building a new building. Breaking some new ground shows progress. So in Chinese, kai ta, 
or Kai Ta Jin Chu, or even Bie Kai Sheng Mian. Okay, we seem to be breaking some new ground on this issue and progressing into new ideas. Breaking some new ground. Word number 27, get rid of. If you get rid of something, you throw it away. You throw it off, you abandon it, you dump it somewhere. In Chinese, shuai diao. Please get rid of those old tennis shoes. They're just taking up space. Get rid of. And finally, word number 28, blade. Blade is a word that we use in English to describe things that are flat and kind of shaped like a leaf. So it could be a blade of grass, cao ye. A knife blade, dao ren, a razor blade, dao pian, or the blade of a sword, dao shun. It helps to put water on the sharpening stone when sharpening the knife blade. Blade. Well, that's it for our key words. Ready for the story? This part of the play is about seven minutes long. Let's listen now to Act 3, Scenes 1, 2, and 3. Secret guilt is by silence betrayed says Mr. Goethe. For guilt is a worm that burrows deeper and deeper into the darkness. One of the very few things in this world that becomes stronger as it grows older, provided one is guilty in the first place. Inspector, if you think I murdered Jill Joris, why don't you arrest me? I don't have the proof. Yet. But I know you did it. What makes you so sure? Look, I've been in this business a long time. What does that mean? I know how things add up. It could also mean you've been adding them up all wrong. All the evidence points to you. Then what's holding you back? Because it doesn't constitute the kind of evidence you can use in a court of law. Then it doesn't constitute any kind of evidence. Don't leave town. Why does Stratton want to see me? He never sends for me. I think he's afraid you're going to quit. Quit? <laughs> Why don't you uh, go inside? Ah, yes, Westfield. Come in. Come in. Come in. Uh, there's something uh, I would like to discuss with you, Westfield. Yes, sir. I think you'd better close the door. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes, sir. Uh, <clears throat> Westfield? When I first learned of your involvement in this case, I was shocked. You realize that? Oh, I do, sir. We are a most conservative investment house. And the idea that one of our young men could be involved with a, a rock and roll female singer... She was more than just a rock and roll singer, Mr. Stratton. Oh, I'm sure. I was, uh, to put it frankly, dismayed. Uh, the notoriety. And yet... Amazingly, there has been a um, positive plus for Stratton and Company. 
Were you aware of that? No, sir, I wasn't. Uh, the idea that a Stratton broker could be a lover of a singing star like... Uh... Well, no, but I'm not exactly a broker. I'm, I'm only a research aide. Well, I'm aware of that, and we'll come to that shortly. Uh, everywhere. At lunch, at board meetings, people ask me about this Jill Joris. Uh, I understand she was uh, quite a um, voluptuous woman. Yes, sir. That's what they say. Oh, you're a sly dog, Westfield. I don't blame you for keeping it to yourself. Yes, sir. Miss uh, uh, Reimer, outside, happened to mention, uh, in a rather cryptic way, uh, that you were thinking about leaving us. Oh, Mr. Stratton, I, I, I would never... Oh, uh, no, no need to leave. Uh, you could be as effective a broker with us as anywhere else. Are you offering me a promotion, Mr. Stratton? I'll match any reasonable offer. Well, um, man to man, uh, just between us now, uh, how was this, um, this Jill Joris? She was marvelous. Oh, I would have bet on it. May I quote you? I'd rather you didn't. Uh, if I do, it'll be off the record. Oh, yes, sir. Uh, see you in the morning. Thank you, Mr. Stratton. So, you were promoted. Thanks. Well, I deserve a better thanks than that. How about tonight? Ralph! Oh, darling, it's so good to see you. Sit down. Where have you been all week? I've got a promotion, you know. Been busy, Sylvia. Oh, well, my mother called long distance. She wants to know if we've set the date yet. That all has to be up in the air for a while, till things fall into the groove. Oh, yeah, well, I understand. It's a new job, lots of responsibility. Yeah, I realize that. Oh, hey, turn on the TV. I think we'll see me. Now, back to the news. We've been talking about Ralph Westfield. I asked, who is Ralph Westfield? I had no answer at the time. I have no answer now. Ralph Westfield is a mystery man in every sense of the word. Originally, he gave the impression of being an obscure clerk in a brokerage house. But it turns out, he's an important executive. He frequents the top night spots, always with some beautiful young lady. Wow. Very often, he is seen in Laringes with the cool, blonde, beautiful lady who is his new companion. Turn that frequents... off. Oh, you don't want to pay any attention to that. Uh, she works in the office. Are you, Ralph? She's just Mr. Stratton's executive secretary. It, it was a business dinner. Answer me, Ralph. Who are you? Who am I? I met you. I fell in love with you. I thought you were just an average guy because, well, that's the kind I wanted. But maybe that's not what I wanted at all. I don't understand. Maybe that's not what you are. You're dangerous, exciting. Maybe that's what I want. Care if you go out with other women. Ooh, but I don't. But a man like you, no one woman could ever be enough. I don't care. As long as I'm the one you always come home to. <laughs> Jill Jarrett, I mean, I, I don't know if you killed her or not. Sylvia. And I, I don't want to know. All I know is, I just want you, Ralph. I want you, whoever you are. Hello? Is uh, Ralph Westfield there? This is Inspector Thorstead. Oh, 
Ralph. It's a police inspector. Oh. My old buddy, Forstab. Inspector. Oh, Ralph. Busy? Well, yes. I thought we'd have a little chat. About what? Oh, the usual thing. Tonight? How about tomorrow morning? It's a waste of your time. I got all the time in the world. It's a waste of the taxpayers' money. If you're just going to go over the same old ground and stuff. Oh, we're breaking some new ground. Uh, for instance, Ralph, the gun. What gun? The gun you killed her with. You had to hide it. And you had to hide it in the park. You had to get rid of it quickly. So you had to bury it nearby. Inspector, I... We'll find it. We'll turn over every rock, every stone, every blade of grass. What do you say, Ralph? You want to make it easier on all of us? Come in tomorrow morning. But I... How about nine o'clock? Make it ten? And now it's time for the walkthrough. The host starts out talking and he says... Secret guilt is by silence betrayed. And he says he's quoting Goethe. But if you look up that quote on the internet, you'll find out it was actually said by John Dryden. Anyway, what does it mean? Basically, this is about your guilty feelings. So if you feel guilty, if you have a guilty conscience, nay, Joe it will be difficult to hide it. If you've gone against what you've known is right, it'll eventually betray you, meaning it will reveal itself, Liolu. It won't remain hidden. It will reveal itself in your behavior and even in the expressions on your face. It's as if your own actions will turn you in. Uh, Turn you in, like tell somebody, tell a policeman or somebody that you've done something wrong. It will burrow its way into your consciousness. It's going to dig its way deeper and deeper, just like an animal digging into the ground or burrowing into the ground, da dong. It's going to eat away at you. It'll be all you can think of. You'll wish you could tell someone because that might make it feel better. You wouldn't have to carry that heavy burden alone. Of course, this only happens provided that you truly are guilty. If other people suspect you but you know you're innocent... That would be very upsetting, but there would be no guilty conscience to hide. So the guilty feelings will only grow stronger, provided you are truly guilty. Only if you truly did something wrong. So provided, if, or as long as, or only if, you really did do something wrong. Zhi Yao, or Tong Ruo.
In Act 3, Scene 1, Ralph is still where we left him in our last episode, talking to Inspector Dorset. The inspector wants a confession. He pressures Ralph to tell him that he did indeed kill Jill Joris. He needs a confession because he doesn't have enough evidence yet, so he's trying to scare Ralph into believing that he will soon have it all figured out. Inspector Dorset says he has evidence and it all points to Ralph. But he can't arrest Ralph yet because the evidence isn't good enough. He admits that it doesn't constitute the kind of evidence you can use in a court of law. In other words, it's not made up of the kind of that kind of evidence. The evidence he has isn't strong enough. Constitute means form or be composed of or made up of. So Ralph says it doesn't constitute any kind of evidence. If it's not made up of any kind of evidence, it's not strong enough to use it in court, then it isn't evidence at all. We move on to Act 3, Scene 2. Ralph is now talking to his boss. He's been called into his boss's office and he's worried, but Belle, the secretary, isn't worried. She tries to get him to understand that he's in an advantageous position and he should take advantage of the publicity he's giving the company. So he goes into his boss's office and Mr. Stratton tells Ralph that he was originally dismayed. He was disappointed, worried, upset. Ju Sang, or Xin Huang Yi Luan. He was dismayed about bad publicity. He calls it notoriety, a bad reputation, Choming. But it turns out that the publicity has been good for the company, for his firm. People are so interested in this news that they've become fascinated with the Stratton Company. They're amazed that a Stratton broker could be the lover of a famous rock and roll singer. Ralph corrects his boss's mistake. His boss just called him a broker, but Ralph is only a research aide or a research assistant. He says, I'm just a Julie Yan Yuan. I'm just a research aide. But Ralph's research helps the brokers in the company to make good investments with other people's money. But he himself doesn't do that kind of work. He doesn't deal with the clients and with the actual investing. His boss says, well, we'll come to that shortly. We'll talk about that soon. It sounds like his boss plans to give Ralph a promotion and make him a broker. Mr. Stratton has so many people asking him questions about the case that he too has become curious. 
He says, I've heard she's a very voluptuous woman, meaning she's very attractive because of her large hips and breasts. Fungman Rogan, she's very voluptuous. And Ralph says, that's what they say. He tells his boss, that's right, but he won't say he knows this from personal experience. He does not admit to having a relationship with Jill Joris. So his boss calls him a sly dog. He says, you're very smart and cunning, Jiao Hua. After all, if he keeps quiet about how wonderful his girlfriend is, then he avoids competition. If he tells everyone, then some other man will step in and take her away from him. Then Mr. Stratton gets down to business. He tells Ralph why he called him into his office. Miss Reimer, that's Belle, his secretary, told him that Ralph was thinking of quitting. She told him in a cryptic way, Hui si de feng fa. Ta yong zhi hui si de feng fa shuo, Ralph yao zhi zhi ta men de gong si. In other words, she hinted at it. She didn't come out and say it clearly. So Mr. Stratton tells Ralph he could be just as effective a broker at the Stratton Company as anywhere else. In other words, Ralph doesn't need to find a new job. He can just move up to being a broker in this company. Ralph finally realizes, he finally clues in, that his boss is giving him a promotion. He's moving him up to a job in a higher position, from research assistant to an actual broker. So a promotion or a move-up is shangzhi. Mr. Stratton says he will match any reasonable offer. He will offer a salary equal to the salary offered by the competition. Di or chu jia tongyang de xin Well, that's interesting. He doesn't offer Ralph more money than the other company might be offering him. Just the same. And if the other company has made too generous an offer, he won't equal it. It has to be a reasonable offer. In that case, Ralph would be better off working for the higher-paying company. So his boss is a little bit stingy, but he's doing his best. He's trying to keep Ralph in the company. And the fact is, Ralph hasn't been out looking for a new job anyway. Mr. Stratton then asks Ralph, how was this Jill Joris? He's asking Ralph about his sexual experience with her. He says, man to man, just between you and me, off the record. In other words, he's promising that he won't share Ralph's answer with anyone in any way. It's 私底下, 
or fei zhang shi, qie bu bian gong kai de, off the record. Well, in return for the promotion, Ralph feels some pressure. He feels like he has to give his boss the answer he's looking for, and he says, "She was marvelous. The experience was extremely good and enjoyable." Qi miao, ta hen qi miao. So, Belle got Ralph the promotion. Then she manages to get a date with Ralph for doing this favor. Okay, on to Act Three, Scene Three. Ralph gets back to Sylvia's apartment late. This time, when Sylvia asks him where he's been, she doesn't complain. But Ralph has to lie. He had, of course, been out with Belle at a pub, but he tells Sylvia he was working. He blames his long work hours on his promotion. Sylvia's mother had phoned long distance. The fact that Sylvia mentioned it was long distance means it was expensive, but also it must have been something important. So her mother wants to know the date of their wedding, and Ralph says, "Well, it's still up in the air. If something's up in the air, it's undecided." Wei Ding. He says things have to fall into the groove first. Everything needs to fall into place. Life has to get back to normal before they can talk wedding plans. The police investigation needs to come to an end, and he has to get used to his new job. He needs to catch the hang of it, so that it isn't stressful. Shu Shi Mo Wu Do Yong Fa. Ralph asks Sylvia to turn on the TV. He wants to see himself on the news. He's actually enjoying his notoriety. The news reporter says Ralph tried to look like an obscure clerk. Momo Wu Wen de Wen Shu Ren Yuan, an unknown office worker, but really he's an important executive, a high-level manager, Gao Guan. The news reporter is really exaggerating. Where did he ever get that idea? Well, he's seen Ralph out on his dates with Belle. He says he often goes to top night spots with a beautiful young lady. He frequents nightclubs and bars. Here, frequent is being used as a verb. To frequent a place is to go there often. Changchu, ha Changchu Yedian, and Jiuguan. This news story gets Sylvia upset, and she tells Ralph to turn off the TV. She feels jealous of the other woman. Ralph tries to explain, saying. She's just the boss's secretary, an executive secretary, Jushing Mishu. Sylvia asks Ralph, "Who are you? 
and she demands an answer. But not knowing is what makes Ralph mysterious. So now that there's some mystery to Ralph, did he or did he not kill Jill Joris? And now that she has to compete with other women to get him, she finds him more exciting than ever. She wants him, and she wants him to remain a mystery. So she decides she really doesn't want an answer to that question. Just then, Ralph gets a phone call from Inspector Dorset. He's bringing Ralph in for more questioning. Ralph plays it cool and acts like he's the one in charge of the situation. When the inspector suggests a time, Ralph adjusts it to his own liking. Instead of tonight, he dares to suggest tomorrow morning. He tells Dorset that it's a waste of time. Dorset doesn't care. He has time. But if a police officer, a police inspector, is wasting time, that means he's also wasting the taxpayer's money. A taxpayer is a person who must pay a small percentage of their income back to the government. Na shui ren. So we're, most of us are taxpayers. If we're making money, we need to be giving some back to help run the country. It's a waste because they aren't getting anywhere in the investigation. They're just going over the same old ground, Ralph says. In other words, they're talking about things they've already discussed before. Xunye Yijing Kangwada or Zhou Shi Chongtan. But Dorset says, no, this time they're breaking some new ground. To break new ground means they're developing something new. Kaita Jinchu. He wants to investigate what happened to the gun. He wants to know how Ralph got rid of it. If you get rid of something, you throw it away, you abandon it, you dump it somewhere. Shui Diao. So where is the gun now? This is what the inspector plans to talk about, and they apparently haven't talked about this yet. The inspector vows that they will find the gun. They are out there turning over every rock and blade of grass. The word blade is to describe things that are flat and kind of shaped like a leaf. So we have a blade of grass, cao ye, a knife blade, dao ren, the razor blade, dao pian, or the blade of a sword, dao shen. Anyway, turning over every rock, every stone, and every blade of grass is a very visual way to say that they're doing a very thorough search. And he's sure they're going to find the gun. Interrogating Ralph again is part of that search. The inspector suggests nine o'clock in the morning Ralph should come in 
to answer some questions. And Ralph, still wanting to be the one in charge, changes it to 10 o'clock. But the brave confidence is gone from his voice. Well, that's it for the walkthrough. Let's listen again to Act 3, Scenes 1, 2, and 3 of You're Better Off Guilty. Guilt is by silence betrayed, says Mr. Goethe. For guilt is the worm that burrows deeper and deeper into the darkness. One of the very few things in this world that becomes stronger as it grows older, provided one is guilty in the first place. Inspector, if you think I murdered Jill Joris, why don't you arrest me? I don't have the proof yet. But I know you did it. What makes you so sure? Look, I've been in this business a long time. What does that mean? I know how things add up. It could also mean you've been adding them up all wrong. All the evidence points to you. Then what's holding you back? Because it doesn't constitute the kind of evidence you can use in a court of law. Then it doesn't constitute any kind of evidence. Don't leave town. Why does Stratton want to see me? He never sends for me. I think he's afraid you're going to quit. Quit? <laughs> Why don't you uh, go inside? Ah, yes, Westfield. Come in. Come in, come in. Uh, there's something uh, I would like to discuss with you, Westfield. Yes, sir. I think you'd better close the door. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes, sir. Uh, <clears throat> Westfield? When I first learned of your involvement in this case, I was shocked. You realize that? Oh, I do, sir. We are a most conservative investment house. And the idea that one of our young men would be involved with a, a rock and roll female singer... She was more than just a rock and roll singer, Mr. Stratton. Oh, I'm sure. I was, uh, to put it frankly, dismayed. Uh, the notoriety. And yet... Amazingly, there has been a um, positive plus for Stratton and Company. Were you aware of that? No, sir, I wasn't. Uh, the idea that a Stratton broker could be a lover of a singing star like... Uh, yeah, but I'm not exactly a broker. I'm, I'm only a research aide. Well, I'm aware of that, and we'll come to that shortly. Uh, everywhere, at lunch, at board meetings, people ask me about this Jill Joris... <laughs> I understand she was uh, quite a um, voluptuous woman. Yes, sir. That's what they say. Oh, you're a sly dog, Westfield. I don't blame you for keeping it to yourself. Yes, sir. Miss uh, uh, Reimer, now I happen to mention, in a rather cryptic way, uh, that you were thinking about leaving us. Oh, Mr. Stratton, I, I, I would never... Oh, consider... uh, no, no need to leave. Uh, you could be as effective a broker with us as anywhere else. Are you offering me a promotion, Mr. Stratton? I'll match any reasonable offer. Uh, well, uh, man to man, uh, just between us now. Uh, how was this, um, this Jill Joris? She was marvelous. Oh, I would have bet on it. May I quote you? I'd rather you didn't. Uh, if I do, it'll be off the record. Oh, yes, sir. See you in the morning. 
Thank you, Mr. Stratton. So, you were promoted. Thanks. Well, I deserve a better thanks than that. How about tonight? Ralph! Oh, darling, it's so good to see you. Sit down. Where have you been all week? I've got a promotion, you know. Been busy, Sylvia. Oh, well, my mother called long distance. She wants to know if we've set the date yet. That all has to be up in the air for a while. Till things fall into the groove. Oh, yeah, well, I understand. It's a new job, lots of responsibility. Yeah, I realize that. Oh, hey, turn on the TV. I think we'll see me. Now, back to the news. We've been talking about Ralph Westfield. I asked, who is Ralph Westfield? I had no answer at the time. I have no answer now. Ralph Westfield is a mystery man in every sense of the word. Originally, he gave the impression of being an obscure clerk in a brokerage house. But it turns out, he's an important executive. He frequents the top night spots, always with some beautiful young lady. Wow. Very often, he is seen in Larringays with the cool, blonde, beautiful lady who is his new companion. Turn that off. Oh, you don't want to pay any attention to that. Uh, she works in the office. Are you, Ralph? She's just Mr. Stratton's executive secretary. It, it was a business dinner. Answer me, Ralph. Who are you? Who am I? I met you. I fell in love with you. I thought you were just an average guy because, well, that's the kind I wanted. But maybe that's not what I wanted at all. I don't understand. Maybe that's not what you are. You're dangerous, exciting. Maybe that's what I want. Care if you go out with other women. But I don't. But a man like you, no one woman could ever be enough. I don't care. As long as I'm the one you always come home to. <laughs> Jill Jarvis, I mean, I, I don't know if you killed her or not. Sylvia. And I, I don't want to know. All I know is, I just want you, Ralph. I want you, whoever you are. Hello? Is uh, Ralph Westfield there? This is Inspector Thorstead. Oh. Uh, Ralph. It's a police inspector. Oh. My old buddy, Thorstead. Inspector. Oh, Ralph. Busy? Well, yes. I thought we'd have a little chat. About what? Oh, the usual thing. Tonight? It's a waste of your time. I got all the time in the world. It's a waste of the taxpayer's money. If you're just going to go over the same old ground and stuff. Oh, we're breaking some new ground. Uh, for instance, Ralph, the gun. What gun? The gun you killed her with. You had to hide it. And you had to hide it in the park. You had to get rid of it quickly. So you had to bury it nearby. Inspector, I...
Let's talk. Basically, we've been listening to Ralph playing the situation to his advantage. He's learned the role very well. He knows now how to act like he's in charge. He doesn't look like the nervous pushover that we met at the beginning of the story. But the inspector broke through Ralph's act and got him nervous about the gun. If Ralph truly is innocent, why is he nervous about the police finding the gun? Can you explain it? Tell me why in the show notes at www.dramaticlistening.com slash DL073 or on my Facebook page at facebook.com slash dramaticlistening. I would love to hear what you think of this. If you're enjoying the story, please share it with your friends. There are social icons on my blog to make that easy to do. Or you could share it from my Facebook page as well. And remember, the vocabulary for this episode is all posted on Quizlet. So if you're a Chinese speaker, you could be learning these words with English, Chinese, flashcards, and games at www.dramaticlistening.com slash Quizlet. And if you want the bonus PDF of the keywords and the transcript of the radio play, you should listen to Dramatic Listening on the Podcast Source app. You can get this app on the Apple App Store, Google Play, the Amazon App Store, and on the Windows App Store. Once you have the app, you can download the bonus PDF. And have you listened to Dramatic Listening on Stitcher yet? Stitcher is radio on demand. Stitcher streams the broadcast, which means you have to stay connected while you listen, but you won't have to waste time downloading files. And you won't have to use up memory on your smartphone. You'll find a link to Stitcher in my show notes at dramaticlistening.com. Well, folks, that's it for this episode. Thanks again for joining me this week. And although it's bye for now, I'll see you again in just two weeks. And we'll be wrapping up this story. <laughs>